You've check, check. A... Guess who's Ooh. back? Leveling, leveling up. Okay, check, yeah, check. we're good. Cool. Oh my god, we're back again. I don't know the rest of the words to that song. It's only that one part that I know. Oh my god, we're back again. Ah, oh my god, that's beautiful. Gorgeous voice. Go. You're good. We're finally back. Uh, it's our Florida Gator subreddit podcast. This is Tofri, joined by Zlat and Zeus. Hello, gentlemen. What up? Howdy. We made it. Uh, we finally made it. Um, let's hope this one sees the light of day. We have yes, recorded yes. once since, uh, <laughs> since what, January? I, yeah. finally, I finally let the dudes out of their caves. Um, we've been hard at work, busy with all of our modly duties. You know, we, uh, we don't get paid for nothing now, so... The sunlight gotta, hurts my eyes. Keep at it. And speaking of getting paid, uh, this podcast is brought to you by the AR-15, not affiliated with the rifle. Perfect. <laughs> the AR-15. Oh, goodness. Is oh, that man. a new coffee company or something? Yes, indeed. Beautiful. And it has a nice little logo. It looks like a site, but it's more of just a circle with two lines in it. Nothing more. Nothing, Nothing more. Else. Don't read into it. Yeah, don't look into that at all. What have y'all gents been up to? Um, I've been working a lot like six or seven days a week every Gross. week yeah i've just been trying to find that big one out there i don't know how i'm going to but going from coast to coast just looking for that big wave <laughs> traveling the country well i feel like you're not going to find many in the middle of the country <laughs> i might be wrong about that my you know what my geography <laughs> skills are pretty rusty so i really shouldn't have stopped in kansas i know it took a lot of time <laughs> Big waves of wheat, bro. <laughs> Out in Oregon, it's called the big waves of weed. Anyways, how about you, how about you Zlat? That's like a six out of ten on that one. Oh, <laughs> look, we're not improv guys here. You know, we don't we don't yes and. Oh uh, yeah, I've been I've been at it, just shit stirring like normal. Um, actually, oh, yeah. re- recently, accidentally shit stirring. So here we go. You know, yeah, that's a you're making quite a name for yourself across the uh, online Gator sphere. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm officially the Reddit guy, and I really don't want to <laughs> be a name. I would. Just... <laughs> oh my god, what a horrible nickname to be hit with, the Reddit guy. The Reddit guy. It's guy. probably possibly the worst. I've had a lot of nicknames in my life um, of all varying types, and the Reddit guy might be the worst one. I usually yeah. wait a couple months into a relationship before telling the other person I know what Reddit is. Yeah, this yeah. one's pretty. This one's pretty brutal. I mean, nothing against Reddit. I guess we have a lot of Redditors that listen to this. We are Redditors ourselves, but it's not a nickname you want to no. be hit with. No. Everybody wants, everybody wants to be that one person who's not like the other Redditors. Oh, I'm aware of that guy. He's um, uh, uh, the Reddit guy. Yeah. Ah, no, oh, shit. Just, it's just bad. Bad news. Anyways. But yeah. We'll have to work on something true. else. Like, I, I'd prefer that asshole or yeah. like, the, the douchebag. <laughs> like, the gator hey, douche. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. I have a we'll shock, shock nickname. Yo, yeah. it's Tofen's Lat with the Gator Douche. <laughs> I hear that at oh 5 a.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, uh, uh, I think we said something about taking a quick temperature check. 
with how we're feeling, where the Gator Nation's at. Uh, Zlat, can I respectfully ask you to hold on because you know all the things, and I think Toph and I know some of the things. I've Look. been I've been marginally plugged this ah. this off season. I'd say, yeah, marginally, marginally, not fully plugged, not fully unplugged, marginally plugged. Um, I'd, I'd say I'm in and out. I'm not fully plugged either. How, how are you, Zeus? What's your I, th- I have level? read. I have read all of the screenshots that people have shared with me, which generally means I've gotten the like the onion equivalent of news stories, which is to say I read the the headlines and never any of the substance because that's all you need. And also most of the time it was fake. Well said. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Speaking of headlines, I saw uh, one the other day and I can't, I, I think it was Ryan Gosling. It was, it was saying one of these actors that grew up Mormon didn't know about regular sex and only had butt sex for like the mm-hmm. longest time. And did, did, was that a fake headline? Do any of you I'm know what I'm talking about and, here? I'm going to go ahead and delete all of our Gator related. So I've been, this is what I've the been Googling. Is now. I've been Googling Ryan Gosling anal sex, and I'm not getting the answers I want. It's really <laughs> tough to find the articles that I want. You're not getting the answers you think you wanted. <laughs> you are getting <laughs> it's un- unintended, unintended answers, yes. The algorithm knows what you really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, no, I saw that headline. I think it was... I want to believe it was some level of promotional material for the new Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. And if so, this movie is going to be awesome because they have somebody in charge knowing what like the people want mm-hmm. to hear. Anyways. Okay, yeah. You saw it too, so I'm not misremembering at least. No, Whether I it's a it fake. Too. Okay. okay. Yeah. I did like 20 seconds of research and I couldn't immediately figure out one way or the other. So I was like, all right, well, that information's out there. I don't really care. If it becomes relevant and like a, an interesting part of my world, then I'll figure it out at that point. Yeah. I want it to be a plot line in the new Barbie movie. Is that, when does that come out? Is it out already? Uh, new Barbie movie. What's the well, name this is what the people want. Barbie, Barbie. goes deep. Oh my God. Uh, I, in, in all of the headlines, I don't want to click on a single link. Oh, it's coming out in 2023. Okay, never mind. Oh, okay. We've got a while then. Fists uh, of Fury. Well, I know what we're Fist. doing next off season. <laughs> <laughs> Group trip to see the Barbie movie. Yeah. Uh, Lord. Um, okay. Okay, so we, yeah. we've Gator, got, we've got actual yeah. content here. Yeah. yeah. All, right, all right. We have stuff to talk about. Was that a culture corner? Did we knock that out early? <laughs> Maybe. Um, do we want to, Toph, do you, do you want to talk about how you're feeling about how Napier's doing through the off season or do sure. we just want to jump? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it feels like some more of the same of mm. what we've seen, uh, in many off seasons past, mm. um, kind of mediocre at best through this point in the recruiting cycle. Um, so not exactly like excited on that front. Uh, I will say I am pretty happy with uh, how things are going with uh, just the general feeling around the program, not yeah. from a recruiting standpoint. It's much more controlled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't like crazy stories leaking. Knock on wood. What have you done? <laughs> knock on wood. You know, to this point, July 17th. Um, <laughs> and there's not like 
you know, there's not crazy Florida man shit popping off, um, which is good. And the, uh, the social media, I feel like has really improved, uh, on an institutional level, um, to where they're just like consistently feeding like positive storylines and positive Mm -hmm. looks at the football program. Um, and it just all feels much more controlled and like meshed and like together. So overall, I'm at like a six out of 10. Gotcha. Like my joke earlier. Yes, exactly. Like your joke earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Like like we, we appreciate it was there, but beyond that, it doesn't do a lot for us. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think our recruiting right now is right on par with where Mullen was at. I think all the people saying we shouldn't have fired Mullen um, are forgetting the fact that 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 we are currently matching Mullen at his peak recruiting without any kind of consideration for the fact that nobody in that lo- locker room was like on board anymore. Uh, so I mean, like, I mean, Mullen, I don't think had a very bright future here, regardless of how well he was recruiting against our versus our ceiling or how well we were playing versus our talent regardless i and mullen is in the past we're not going to mention that the bad the bad man's name anymore um i am in a slightly more optimistic spot i think um yeah i think our recruiting is mediocre i think it is the bare minimum i also think that we have this big green monster in the corner of the room called nil which i don't even think Okay, I'm going to try to give my perspective through prior to Zlat telling us what he knows. Like, just going to kind of shield my eyes and pretend like I haven't seen that information before because that kind of gives me a little more confidence. But prior to knowing that info, um, I think Billy probably knows what he's doing, but just can't get the gears turning the way that he needs to be. Um, And if there was a quick fix anywhere in this process the 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 talking season the the structure behind how everything goes down the nil i think the easiest thing to flip would probably be the dollars coming in um there's a lot of money out there and the right kind of set of words can convince the right faucet to turn on i think i i think it's a lot harder to hit the recruiting trail and talk good than it is to figure out how to get some more funds coming in so i was i'm i was a little more optimistic that things could turn on a dime but up until this point eh, things had not yet turned on a dime that's about how i felt so not going well but optimistic that if ever there was a an era of college football where things could change really quickly it was this one yeah in theory i mean we're always right there always right there ready for the change You made a comment about people saying we shouldn't have fired Mullen. Those people are fucking morons. No offense to anybody who uh, thinks that, by the way, but my God, how, intend, could, how could you I, possibly? I co-opt that statement, and I intend offense to people who hold that opinion. Actually, I, co- I co-opted the, the offense, too. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, it, it's really applying crazy logic if you get to that point based on what's happening now. So, anyways... Yeah. Uh, with with where we are this offseason, I actually I like a lot of things that are happening. Like a lot of them. It really it it feels like an actually professionally run program. Whereas before yeah. it did not feel that way. 
Now, yeah. this is in, in reference to where you felt about the program a couple weeks ago or where you felt about the program prior just, in prior staffs? None of this is, this is uh, just where I feel about the program overall. Um, okay. Kind of this off season, just seeing how things are heading. Sure. I guess compared to prior staffs, because that's the most recent thing we needed mm-hmm. to change from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just, it feels like a legitimate organization now. Um, yeah. And that comes with, you know, you're making enough hires, you have people, you have a lot of roles that are needed here and you actually have people that are paid to do those roles rather than having, you know, John Hevesy having to tweet something, which obviously he wouldn't do. But I mean, it's just that, that kind of thing <laughs> that right now you have the right people doing the right things. And that's, that's a huge step right there. I mean, just having that organization overall, the whole top-down philosophy, filling out the the pyramid the right way. I think we're doing that. Honestly, it's it feels almost like what I had hoped Mullen would be able to get us to, like on solid footing. Even if even if Napier just ends up blowing it later and can't get re- recruiting to where we want it to be, um, I think that a lot of the things off the field are actually setting up for the next guy, even if this, this one doesn't work out, which it still might. I'm not saying it won't. I like what he's doing a lot. So I'm pretty happy with that. And that's all aside from anything else that I've um, even looked at or talked about in the past week or two uh, during the shit stirring that mistakenly happened or maybe not mistakenly um, unintentionally happened. Uh, something that I'd, I'd be interested in your perspective on is your thoughts on the changes within the sport as a whole, because yeah. I feel like things have been relatively quiet, relatively quiet in our little corner of the world within college football as a whole. It's just still like a breakneck pace of changes yeah. on a large these, scale. These are massive changes and yeah. um, like huge. We're looking at, not just conference realignment, but just complete restructuring of everything with it to where, I mean, even before going to the BCS, I don't know if that was that much different. It was, it was pretty different from before BCS. What is it even called before BCS? Just football? I'm not even they sure. They had the Bowl Alliance for a few years. Yeah. So it was it was like kind of baby steps across. So I guess officially the they had they turned into like having an actual championship game. So that was something Yeah. Um, with the BCS. But it's just massive restructuring, not just the past few years. We're looking, I mean, it's turning into, we're going to have two conferences. It's just turning into AFC, NFC at this point. Um, I don't know how soon it'll get there if it does. Yeah. Uh, and then are you, really, talking, are you talking money too? Well, I mean, all of it. Um, because it all, it's all kind of intertwined to some yeah. extent. Um, it's weird. Like, I don't want to feel like a boomer where I'm coming out and saying, I hate this shit. This is stupid. This is, this is not heading to where I like college football originally, but I kind of feel that way at times. Like right now, like I love that the uh, the players are not getting fucked over. That they're able to mm-hmm. get some money for what they're doing because they're sacrificing a lot. A lot of them are sacrificing a lot of time that could be spent actually earning money, and they're not getting paid for it before. Right now, they can, but now it's just turning into a massive free agency market. With um, the players have all the leverage, which can be good and bad. Um, some of these guys aren't really given much of a team chance. Uh, you get a free transfer with uh, immediate eligibility. Um, teams can just contact you at any point. You can enter the portal at any point. There's not really, it, it is just a free for all, a wild West. And it's, it's right now positioning to where a team that has not even a team, 
if there's a booster or a couple of boosters that are willing to spend the most money, they can just take any player they want, not just from high school, but from anybody, yeah. anywhere. You can put all this time and money into developing a guy and then boom, just gone immediately. And when you're in the real world, yeah, that happens with jobs. But at the same time, most jobs are not, hey, you only have three to four years to do this. And you're like actually building towards a team goal right there for this just three or three to four years. It's um, it's a weird dynamic. And there's a reason that salary caps exist in a lot of professional organizations and they have, you know, the players um, unions and things like that to uh, kind of help keep some order with all of this. There's no order right now. And it's, it's kind of frustrating I can only imagine being in like Pittsburgh shoes and watching like you have like a Heisman candidate receiver out there and then boom, he's just gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else, I don't even know who else it happened to. It's happened to other teams too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like it's, I guess it's the boomer fied opinion, but uh, it's, it just feels like a hyper professionalization and an infusion of money um, that is not really bearing positive consequences for the sport as a whole. Um, you know, it's, I'm happy that these guys are able to get paid for sure. Like you said, um, I do think that there is a lot of danger at the moment of a lot of them getting screwed over by schools or NIL organizations, collectives, um, Individual no. lawyers trying to pin Mid- contracts. Middle attorneys. Uh, yes, there's a lot exactly, of people yeah. doing that. A lot of a lot of unqualified people giving bad advice um, and trying to you know grift these kids yeah. out of money. It just it feels like it has moved forward in ways that should be positive, but there is such a lack of any type of structure or regulation that um, it opens the door to a lot of grifters stealing money. It's just what yeah. are we what are we wanting to head towards? Are we just wanting to have complete freedom right there? Do we even want to worry about you know building up a team over a couple of years? I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the sport before. Yeah, having that watch like that's why I always enjoyed recruiting. You know, watching the recruit be able to grow into his time at the school. There's just different timelines for that, and um, just seeing like a team come together that's always really cool to me. So when when it turns into something where it's more like the NBA, a sport I'm very much not interested in where, you know, every year there's like, Oh, let's just form up and build a super team. It's just, um, it's a little less interesting to me personally. Just takes away a little bit right there. And then, yeah, I don't like uh, the chance for getting screwed over there. There's a lot more of that. I think a lot of the, uh, the shady bag men from before, I think, you know, they're still out there and they still want to get their hand out. So they don't want to miss out on this NIL thing just because it's there and legal. So, they'll step right into those roles and try and kind of guide kids and, you know, be the middlemen there, be their attorneys, there, acting agents there. And, um, you know, they were before they were acting in the shadows being shady. Now they're just in yeah. public, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure there is some concern over them screwing over kids. We're probably going to hear some horror stories at some point in the near future. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, near future because we haven't had enough of time to see the bad things play out, but the, the rumors are bubbling that like teams aren't going to be well not teams I suppose teams in a way but like collectives aren't going to be able to actualize on their contracts yeah, um, yeah just bo- boosters collectives maybe yeah. maybe there's um there's stuff in the contract that the player thinks is happening but he doesn't you know maybe the they're not aware that there's a lot of clauses just kind of preventing like requiring you to do certain things so 
Oh, yeah. you didn't fulfill your terms of the contract. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you signed this 30 page document. You should know exactly what you signed. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, yeah. It's uh, spe- speaking of NIL. Uh, Zlat, do you want to get nice. into. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> well done. Yes. No, thank you. Do you want to talk about a whole bunch of really juicy NIL knowledge that you are now privy to? Yeah. I don't even know if privy is the right word, but. Um, I, Openly available information those, that you took the time to track down. Yes, and th- they took the time to track me down and um, uh, the Reddit guy give, give me the full story to the Reddit guy. Um, yeah, so for those uninitiated, I was on Twitter the other day and Uh-oh. was frustrated. You know, any anytime a story starts with that, you know, it's going it's the wrong direction. Day. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was frustrated with uh, basically just some of the branding. And um, some of the PR that was happening, you know, I mean, perception's reality in my mind when it comes to this kind of stuff. It really is with recruiting and anything recruiting. It's about perception with a lot of it. And I just, I was not happy with the perception. I didn't feel like the um, the people dealing with RNAL were really doing what I wanted them to do or what many fans wanted them to do with perception. I didn't think they were doing a great job. And um, so I posted, like, I was going to do a single tweet on Twitter. And then I just got angrier and angrier as I dove in and I kept adding to the tweet until it turned into like a 10, 15 tweet thread. Um, and then, you know, when, when things like that, it, that one just took hold. I didn't expect it to. I was just kind of venting. And uh, then one of the, the, the Gator Collective itself, that's the NIL group, they reached out to me and were like, hey, buddy, what's going on here? It looks like you got some misconceptions. And uh, so we actually had a, I had a call with... Um, an attorney that the, I guess the attorney that works with the Gator Collective. Uh, so we were able to chat, um, chat it for a while actually, and uh, clarify some things. And yeah, I had some misconceptions. I think some of the stuff I had was perfectly reasonable to bring up um, due to, there are some clear branding issues and um, I mean, they're still there. Uh, some of it's already being worked on, but it's, it's a, it was a problem to me, and I'm hoping that they're fixing it, and I think they are fixing a lot of it. Uh, but I did have some things that I said in there that were actually incorrect, and um, so she was able to kind of clarify things. I was really happy with with the phone call because not only it's it's good for them to be open with with this stuff. I mean, they're working with a lot of people's money. They're asking for people, hey, pay in six, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a month to you know help out the team. Um, you got to be open with it as much as you can at least without hurting the players and the team itself at the same time. So yeah, we, we went over a lot. Um, I'm not sure where yeah. to start with it. Well, I guess what's, what's the biggest misconception that you had that clear that she clarified for you. Uh, I was hitting on the profit versus nonprofit thing mm-hmm. and um, working in, in this field myself, I do understand um, that, being a nonprofit doesn't necessarily mean that they're completely not for profit. Well, it means that they don't want to have profits, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to like use the money to pay their CEO way too much, yeah. so to speak. So nonprofits can still misuse funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, for profits don't always want to make profits either. So there is, there is that now. Uh, there's, there's different arguments right there, but really it comes down to just your IRS structure um, and what sort of documentation you need to have to not only keep the for-profit status, but also what you need to file annually that becomes public information. So 
that was one of the misconceptions I had. I was I was a little um I had seen a lot of other collectives doing the nonprofit thing and I was wondering out loud, why the hell aren't we doing that then? We could have it to where, hey, people want to give money to the program, it can actually be a tax deduction for that. Tax deduction, right. Yeah. And, and for for you, Zeus, I mean, given given a hundred dollar hundred dollars a year tax deduction, it's not gonna be that much. But for for Mr. Moneybags Tof over there, yeah, uh, drop dropping his million a year, that's that makes a big deal to him. That's a big check. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I can't. I don't refute any of that information. Yes, that's I've exactly seen it in person. I've seen it personally. Yeah. Uh, and and to clarify, we are nonprofit because I mean, I'm sorry, we are for profit because. So the for profit thing just comes down to not wanting to share uh, financial filings. Basically, you have to fill out um, a nine ninety. I think. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, the for profit form. I don't know. I mix them all up. Not like I work in this professionally or anything like that, um, right. but you got you got to fill out a, a form every year. You have to keep the status. I think another issue is that um, y- you're battling against another large, completely inept organization in the IRS. So when we're already, everybody's already dealing with the NCAA. Uh, you never know what they're going to decide. They're all over the place. What they care about, what they just completely ignore. The IRS is that times 10. Like, however bad you think the NCAA is, IRS is way worse and just way more convoluted. So when you have a nonprofit thing to keep the nonprofit status, you have to fulfill certain requirements. You have to agree, hey, we're not doing this for politics. We're not earning money here. And you would have to be able to defend to defend if a booster comes to you and says, here's a million dollars for a player. You have to be able to defend, hey, this is actually for a charitable cause. Mm-hmm. Um, or a public works cause, and um, this is not legal terminology here, so don't take it as that. This is the general layman's wording. Um, so there are questions of whether that can actually hold up, uh, and I don't know if I don't know if everybody wants to deal with having to uh, potentially have the IRS ask you about that at some point. Um, so that's one piece. Then the other piece is just not wanting to show information to other teams in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and what what my real issue is right there is um, whether or not they're keeping money for themselves versus hey we're giving this all to the players. And uh, I'm pretty confident that there the money is going to the right places based on just who all is involved with it. The university is pretty confident too. They've uh, they've aligned themselves with the whole collective. That's a big piece of it. Uh, Strickland, Napier, they did they did a deep dive. They're not going to affiliate the university with something that they did not dig into how they deal with um, contracts and money and all that other stuff. So, so I feel you, pretty you, good about that. Gotcha. The structure itself. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. What to, else? Tofi, got any questions? Any leading questions? No, I was just trying to read through this. Um, <laughs> information is there, is there a word yeah what i i wasn't uh we have some disorganized notes here that we're looking at but yeah it's um so one one other i i guess i i have like, like i had said earlier i have a couple issues we'll hit on it later but the the big pieces that you want to hear that they're doing right i actually did hear that they're doing right so the structure i'm actually really happy with um the the people that are running it, uh, I'm very happy with them. I still think that they could expand a little bit and get better there, but I think they're working on that. Um, 
and I don't want to give away any sort of timeline thing because they're going to release some information at some point. I'm not trying to like be the guy in the know either because I'm really not, but um, I'm trying to how word this in the coming future. In the yeah yeah basically they'll they'll have some stuff that's going to be released uh, pretty pretty soon that's going to give some more information and clarity and I think that a lot of my concerns that I brought up in that whole tweet rampage or whatever are actually being worked on too um, or have already been fixed and they're in the process of just making it clear to the public um, and we'll probably get an AMA at some point to allow Ooh. them Here's to some, come on to the yeah. subreddit and. Uh, to kind of answer some questions too. Cause I want to make sure that um, for me, myself, I want to, I want them to be doing the right thing, but I also want like, I want to win, you know, I want a fucking yeah. team to win and that takes money and that takes players. And um, yeah, I want, I want everybody on board, you know, I want them to be on board. I want our subreddit to be on board. I want all the boosters to be on board. So we're all working towards the same thing here. So um, <clears throat> damn, I had a question. Oh man. Yeah. That's um, how it goes. Fields of weed. Uh, okay, yeah. so I just something something that um, had bothered me about the uh, the collective was, um, and you kind of touched on it with uh, like who all is involved, and um, it just yeah. feels like it has been. We were one of the first to like hit the market with the collective um, of any of the major teams in the country, but it feels like it has just kind of lagged and moved very slowly. And the presentation of it to the public feels like it has been a bit amateurish. The organization is being run amateurishly. So you feel from your conversation that that is not the case. I, yeah, correct. I do, I do not feel it is, it is amateurish. Um, I, think that, I think that they rushed it to start, and I think they had to, or they, they made a decision. And actually, I mean, I have no issue with it. I didn't even have an issue with the start. I knew it kind of looked a little... I don't want to say janky, but you know, it just it looked a little thrown together at first, which For sure. it was. It was, but everybody was, you know, scrambling to get right. something going. And um, Eddie and uh, Jen is uh, the attorney. Uh, they worked. They worked hard to get in from the ground floor. They worked with um, the people who actually kind of knew what the hell was going on to help write some of these laws, and um, kind of working within the system. And they were one of the first. So. Uh, that's going to happen. I think a lot of the concession comes from some of the other personalities that people believe are involved. Um, I don't think everybody is uh, is a big fan of some of the people who were sort of pushing the collective at first. Um, mm -hmm. What is it, Silk and Twitter celebrities? Yeah, some yeah. of the Twitter people uh, and, I, and yeah, Dan. Um, and I think uh, maybe it was Dan who might have come on for the AMA before. Um, was, am I right on that? I think you did on our subreddit. One minute later. It's just going to yeah. cut out an entire minute right there. Yeah, it sounds so Dan about right. Thompson, yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with him. He's done an AMA yeah. on the subreddit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, uh, off the top of my head, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, but anyways, I don't think he or Silk, I, I say I don't think, they are not affiliated with, with the actual collective anymore. Outside of they just helped out with the ground floor getting things um worked out. And I think they're pretty instrumental too in, um, in helping to connect with players and um, some of the right people just within the program, but they're not working there. So I think some of the misconceptions are like, well, who are the people running this shit? Is it uh, just people that are for lack of a better word, just like out there hustling, trying to, you know, build their brands and stuff. And that's, 
clearly not who is involved with this. They're not really interested in building their own brand at all. They're interested in um, helping UF and the athletes out. Okay. So um, that raises another question. And this is one that might be intruding on uh, or information that you might not have at all. Yeah. Um, uh, friend of the show, Bud Davis, AKA yes. Dr. Marty Lawrence. Um, he has uh a relative who is involved in um, like fundraising on a professional level and, um, and an uncle who works at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. A friend in Canada. Um, so uh, this, this relative raised some pretty interesting questions that he shared with us. And of those, the one that I felt was most poignant was it looks like we've been outbid for some big name players. Um, and given that, is there a feeling of burnout among the boosters from having given so much to the university over the past four or five years to rectify the shortcomings in facilities that is now leading to fatigue at being asked to continue to donate large sums of money now For a roster directly to build a roster? And it's a fair question. I don't actually have the answer to that. Um, I don't know the actual booster vibes uh, outside of results. You know, that's all we can really do on our end. But it it's a good point. Uh, there's probably some good counters to that. Um, in looking at Texas A&M, a school that's like renovated their entire stadium, I'm sure they've built some new facilities and updated it. They've probably spent as much or uh, looked, set up a fund for as much as uh, we have in terms of facility upgrades. They just paid Jimbo to become their coach, uh, the largest contract in history. Uh, I don't remember what it was, 80 million, some fucking ridiculous ass number. It was 100, wasn't it? 100 million, yeah. It's it's just some some insane astronomical number. That's just his contract. That's not, just, that's not all the coaches they agreed to pay for to get him, uh, along with whatever buyouts they had going on. Um, and look at that. They got the uh, the best NAL class in history. You know, the first NAL class in history that you could say is completely NAL related. But um, they didn't seem to have any issues. So then it comes to, well, maybe you could say, well, maybe they got more boosters, richer boosters. And maybe that's the case. But if that's the case, are we, are we always going to lose? I don't know. I don't know that answer. Um, the one thing, the, the two things I asked that... Uh, about the booster specifically, I asked, is there enough money out there? That one, I don't even know if I asked. I think she offered it up. Um, the The Gator Collective seems to believe that we actually have a lot of money out there and a lot more than people think. Uh, enough to do what a lot of people like myself would want to do on the recruiting trail. So that was one piece. Um, and then the other piece was, completely lost my train of thought, this is the most important piece, obviously. Um, the other piece was I asked, I don't even know how I worded it exactly, but it was basically, are we cheating? Are we willing to go as far as it takes to uh, to land some of these dudes? And while they would never come out and say that we're cheating, obviously, and while I would never come out and say that we're cheating or anything, I think that we are doing as much as any of the other major programs in in that aspect. Now I say any of the other major programs, I think that a couple of the programs are going way above and beyond what everybody else is doing. 
And I think those programs are pretty apparent right now. Cough, Miami, cough. Um, and maybe, maybe not even an entire institution. Maybe perhaps yeah. one particular booster maybe, maybe, within that institution. I would say probably a few. They have a few boosters that are sort of part of it. One, a prominent public one who is announcing everything that he does. Like, they're making it well known what they're doing, mm-hmm. and we're we're clearly not going that far. Um, so yeah, sadly though, I kind of wish th- that we were, um, that we had the boosters willing to do that. That'd be like if you had to choose, would you rather be in the position where? Our boosters were flaunting their money and landing on the players we wanted to, or the one that we're in, where we could have the moral high, moral high ground. I don't think I'm anybody sure the has one that the, wins games. Yeah, I want the winning one, um, yeah. which I think is the former. So, I, I think that I don't think there needs to be a feeling of dread that this can't ever happen the right way that we want it to. So, I think the money's out there. I think that uh, we're willing to go as far as we need to on the, the front end. Now it just comes down to the right boosters all stepping up and then maybe um, maybe some moves happening in the next, I don't know, I don't even know how long, but some moves happening in the near future that keep improving our NIL game overall and um, keep it moving forward. Speaking of boosters, um, I, I know one gripe that was kind of apparent amongst, at least the Discord, I'm not sure specifically with you, Zlat, um, how the different collectives we have interact with one another and like who's in charge here. We got, yeah. uh, we really kind of have two boosters that, uh, that are known that, that we, that we all know about, uh, the, the Gator collective and the Gator guard. Is there like, are they cooperating? Yeah, I think, uh, the way that I understand it is that the Gator collective is sort of the NIL group and, uh, the Gator guard is a different group that raises money in a different way. Um, but I think that the contracts and deals are pretty much just run through the Gator Collective overall. So I think they, I think they do work together. And um, the university cannot work with these collectives per NIO and NCAA rules. But I think that um, everybody's on the same page in the way that we would want everybody to be on the same page. Gotcha. So I th- throw back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, I was putting the horse blinders on and saying that my concern was really, do we have the money coming in? Yeah, I know you just said that we do, but it's not even that our boosters are really like kind of being hamstrung with their money tight fisted. Everybody is like in alignment here. You think? I think so. Um, I think that I still think we have, we have an issue with uh, the booster mentality. I think that some other schools boosters have moved ahead quicker than ours have for what it's worth. Uh, it's it's not necessarily that our boosters are unwilling or hesitant. It's that our boosters are not, say, one particular outspoken one from Miami who is intentionally trying to stunt. Yeah, and and I mean, the thing is though is that it's not just the one from Miami. They have multiple that are willing. Yeah. So it's, I, I still think that there's a bit of a, an old school mentality of mm-hmm. hey, how are we paying, you know, a bunch of kids out of high school who've never even taken a snap in college, like. How are we going to pay them that much? We don't even know if they can do college classes and actually, like, you know, stay eligible and all that to, right. to play on the field. How are we going to pay that that much? When it comes to, like, the NFL, it's a little different in that playing at the college level is, you know, that is a semi-pro organization in a way. Um, but coming from high school, I mean, shit. It's, it's just all over the place. You get one NFL player in a blue moon for the average high school. 
So it's just, you never know what you're getting there. So I think a lot of them are having trouble with that. They, they prefer putting their money towards actual tangible things where you see clear results, like say a building or, you know, you get to fire a coach or hire a specific coach that, you know, can perform at a certain level. Right. Which is, I mean, the funnest part of being a booster. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, like, like, yeah, any anybody here, I'm sure, who has thought about having that level of money, they're like, man, it would be cool to buy a building, put my name on there, just slap that bitch on there, just to say I could. Um, so I, I guess this is something we might be able to to transition into. Do you think that that is valid regarding um, not being willing to pay like outrageous amounts of money? For it's, for for like individual players like Rashada, if the rumors are true that he got whatever eight million, ten million, whatever the number is, yeah, it's it's so weird because like I think it's totally valid, and I think that these people get to where they are with that sort of mindset. They're not gonna you don't just spend frivolously and make millions and millions of dollars, right? So that's that's how you get there. <laughs> so I mean, the question is, do you need to pay out for these players? I know our our boy Bud has done a lot of analysis on this. And I think there's a lot more to come on, um, on it. And I honestly, from what I understand, I think our collective, multiple collectives, not our collectives, even they, like uh, just programs in general. I think a lot of them are looking at that. You have uh, the value added versus not like how much of a drop off do you get paying $10 million to a QB versus, you know, a QB who you can get for a million dollars and you can use that extra 9 million to field like, a whole roster or you know a two deep or something like that right it's um it's a case-by-case thing i guess for now we don't really have a lot of data out there we're working on that data i just read joey chestnut hot dog eating story in the notes yeah that was a where was where that in reference to hold on let me find it i, I remember uh, the the story oh it's, oh it's, it's with uh, with with showing our amounts um yeah i think early on the collective was sort of bragging about hey we've raised x money um this much or we have this many boosters donating this much and i think that uh, some people started to wonder why are we sharing this it's sort of given away our information and i had actually listened to uh the pardon my take podcast earlier that day with joey chestnut on um that was an entertaining one and he basically said that the best way for him to get to the mythical what was the number 80 hot dogs in however in ten minutes for him to for him to hit that record that he's trying to gun for, it's helpful having a person to do it, like a person that you're trying to target to reach. He said, uh, basically, having somebody set that goal for you is how uh, you set the next record. So, like you see all these Olympic world records set every single year. I always wonder, like, how is it every year or every Olympics there's another Olympic record? Well, it's set, so now a person that knows what they got to reach. He is so I think. It. I think it comes down to that with the collective too, in, in terms of sharing. And I think that kind of blends into the whole profit for profit, nonprofit thing. Uh, maybe we don't want to set, Hey, here's our $30 million that we are planning to raise or that we've raised already. And then say somebody else like Miami or Florida state or Georgia now has, okay, well, this is how much we got to get to. Yeah. That makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Not as entertaining as Joey Chestnut. Yeah, that was- it's was, kind of a, was, kind of a downer, right? I was I was honestly hoping that maybe Joey Chestnut was one of our boosters and was giving this. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I can neither money, you guys. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that Nathan's hot dogs is related to uh, the Gator Collective, but uh, it probably is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I see a kind of paragraph in here is 
like comments about a lot of our focus and energy is not well a lot of our focus and energy is on bringing in high school recruits but it's also a lot on making sure we don't lose kids yeah yeah that's the other part of this too and that's got to be a part of that whole equation because if you have a set number of money if you if you can only raise a certain amount money is limited at least in most worlds not not if you're a crypto bro but for most right. people money does have a finite amount you have to allocate it and how do you allocate it you got to keep your players too you got to get transfers to fill needs you got to hit recruits you got to do it all i was this was that actually came up in a thought that i was having um we're seeing a lot of we we see uh, tamu who put all of this money into their one recruiting class last cycle and we're not seeing much happen this cycle maybe they come back in a big moment later but Mm -hmm. maybe the meta turns into not so much maintaining a two deep constantly all the time but every four years a coach will say this is the year where we try to recruit our championship roster yeah it's possible but then the uh, i guess the flip side of that though is that you're stacking all your talent for one class yeah that's really putting a lot of eggs in one basket so then you have okay let's say like making up numbers here if texas a&m has 50 million to spend over four years and they used 30 of it on one year well they got to split 20 for the next three years three years yeah yeah so then not only do you, you got to maintain guys like you got to keep the elite players that you have by spending money on them but you got to keep adding talent and then if you have some of them not work out or say some transfer out because they're not getting any playing time you got what seven defensive linemen that are higher rated than any defensive lineman that we landed Right. That's probably right. I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to go with that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them can play. So they're pretty much guaranteed to have three or four really good trench guys just transfer out in the next couple of years. And you can, I can already see like the narrative that this is going to form you know, like 10 oh, yeah. years from now. That, right, like, right. Texas A&M, you know, they did that last year. It's going to be Miami this cycle. Maybe it's Oregon next year. And, and, you know, like it's, we're, we're going to have one of these every year that just like throws a bunch of money at building a one-off, like one-year roster. And like every year, it's still going to be Georgia, Bama, Ohio State winning the national <laughs> championship. But one of these years, one of these teams is going to like manage to break through and win a national title with that. Yeah. And, and so like 10 years from now, that's going to be the new, well, what if we did the, you know, the, it's been Clemson over the past 10 years. What if we the, do the Dabo method of the, building a roster? The Jimbo method. Rule. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Mar- the Jimbo Mario method. Yeah. It's, right. um, yeah, we'll see, I guess. It's, uh, God, there's going to be so much money just uh-huh. flushed down the fucking toilet. Yeah. Then the, yeah, the other thing is, like, how long does that last, too? So if the Texas A&M thing doesn't work out, like, if a bunch of those players flame out, how willing are those boosters going to be, be to, you know, the next time somebody comes calling for, hey, I need $200,000 from you to sign this player, they're going to be like, what the fuck happened to those other four that we just signed? What you doing, dude? So a lot of pressure there. It's really heartbreaking at this moment to think that T. Boone Pickens isn't alive to see this. You know, the uh, Oklahoma State booster who threw like whatever half a half a billion dollars into that program, like he would be going nuts right now. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Going nuts spending or going nuts angry? Spending. Spending. Yeah, he would, so. I mean, Oklahoma State would be like number one in this recruiting class. But come on, how fun would it be if you had a school like that that just automatically had a number one class? I mean, what we saw a few years ago with, uh, with 2013 Ole Miss out of nowhere, just a school that sucks all the time and just lands like this loaded class. 
but it would be even more so because that one wasn't you look at that compared to other classes it's kind of mediocre but right yeah texas a&m class but for texas fucking tech like how great would that be right yeah be very entertaining unless it was a team that i didn't want it to happen to in which case it'd be miserable so Mm -hmm. yeah there's a flip side like I don't know. Fan me would be pretty fun, actually. Now that I think about it, that would be very fun. <laughs> that might be the best be team possible to do that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Fan me just loading up on all the talent. <laughs> best, best talent in Tallahassee. There, anywhere you can find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. The narratives write themselves. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's just so many factors um, with with the spending. So it is a weird thing that they have to navigate, and that's the other issue is that. In the past, I've been really quick to jump on, hey, I'm going to judge this coach based on his bump class. And I just, I'm still split on how much I can do that right now with with our bump class. Because you want the bump class, you know they're achievable. We're seeing it being achieved by certain teams. But what if we're just spending a bunch of our money on not just keeping our team in place that we have, like making sure that we have a complete roster, but maybe we're going to land guys to the portal. Maybe we're building up God, I hate this, but the the Dabo method of build like building with a bunch of team guys. Tove took off his headphones before I said that, so this actually doesn't even count as being said. This is great. Um, <laughs> the the Dabo method of building your team, but then also actually actually being able to add the elite pieces in um, right. in a timely manner, which which you can't do with the Dabo method. There's no way. Like when you're building that slow class, it doesn't work. But maybe now with NIL and Portal and immediate eligibility you can so it's hard for me to judge it's hard to say Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see yeah and so one of the other things i hit on a lot yeah was um who they're showing as the board i love the current board members that they have in the gator collective i do not want to take away from them at all they are great board members to have on there my problem was that we had six i think former football players i think all of them are Mm -hmm. that are on the board and while I'm sure that they're there looking out for the guys, I'm, I, I have no doubt that they're out there looking out for the players and making sure this is a real deal. What I didn't see on the board was attorneys, was CEOs, was people who ran foundations for fundraising. Um, right. I didn't see uh, financial people, um, just professionals in multiple fields. I didn't see local business owners with like, oh, here's the guy that owns all the local car dealerships that's on the board to make sure that we're bringing in the community and also working with businesses around here. Um, I didn't see Big Booster on the board that was like, okay, well, here's a guy that I know gives millions and millions of dollars every year, and he's on board with this. Um, That was an issue for me. It's still an issue that it's not being shown, but I think that that is – I don't think it's an issue from my discussion – I think that they are working with those people, at least to a, a level. I don't know if it's as much as I'd like. I, I didn't get all the names or anything like that. But I also think that um, they're in the process of getting that cleaned up, too, to make sure that people are aware of exactly the level of people that they're working with, the level of oversight that they actually have. Right. So that's good. Uh, Toph, I just brought up the Dabo method right when, right before or right after you had left. And I was like, thank God he's gone. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank it, you. Uh, yeah, you dodged out on that. So anyways, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty, I think that it's an issue. I think that, again, perception is reality. They need to fix that. But I think that it is not as bad of an issue behind the scenes. And I think they're actually working on making sure that it's publicized, the, the top professionals that they're actually working with um, 
that it's that that it isn't some amateur organization with um, a couple of people who have a lot of gung ho. Hey, I'm going to put a lot of effort in, but it's just us and a couple of players working together to do this. I think it actually is a lot more than that. So hopefully uh, in the near future, that'll become much more apparent for everybody. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see how they show that too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, any other, any other brain busters? Brain busters. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I don't, are, are you allowed to talk about how awesome Kamari is? I always am allowed to talk about how awesome Kamari is. Um, yeah. I've, uh, I've seen people online, um, rave about how the staff feels about both Kamari Wilson and Devin Moore. Okay. As um, just great guys, great players, great leaders, guys that can really help to turn this um, this team vibe and roster around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're from the last class. And uh, yeah, the the Gator Collective rep, uh, Jen, she was raving about Kamari too, saying he's awesome, that he is uh, just a big time dude. Kind Hell of yeah. validating all of that. So I don't know how much he'll see the field this year i'm under the impression that devin moore might see the field a good bit oh um that he's working for he's gunning for playing time and uh, doing a good job there so i I think that um you know going back to star ratings i think devin moore might have uh, been incredibly underrated based on what he's shown so far looking like an ar talent hell yeah Mm -hmm. speaking of ar we ready to see him play this year is this the time to transition yeah, I think so. I think we've wrung the the ni the nil towels as much as. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got everybody yawning here. It's boring stuff, right? No, I was, that's tell, just I, was me. I was talking the uh, the other day. I, was, I remember who I was talking to. Like, if I was single, I could not go to bars and use "I am a CPA" as a pickup <laughs> line. It is just too boring. Like, hey, what do you do for a living? Well, let me talk about these financial statements right quick. <laughs> like, that is not. I got. I got to make up. A, or, I mean, there's stories out there, but it's just it is slow to talk through. Like, even if I enjoy it, tough to yeah. talk about. So, what's much more interesting is talking about the number of trophies that Anthony Richardson's going to win on his way to the Heisman this year. So. Where are we hope? Where, where are we lacking on this offense? Because I'm thinking about it. We have a generational quarterback. We have inc- like an incredible running back stable that are that are pushing away and processing five star talent. We have uh, a wide receiver transfer in that is considered to be like the number three receiver in the nation, depending on who you ask. <laughs> if you ask me, definitely. If you ask anybody else, probably not. Hey, hey, still counts. Is it our O line? Is is are we having another year of Florida being like how good we are is dependent on how much this O line shows up? I'm worried about our offensive tackles. Maybe um, Richardson's elusivity. Is that a word? Yes. His uh, his nimbleness, his swiftness. Maybe that can help make up for that. But I'm a little worried there. I don't think Garage was that great last year, and I don't know if Tarkin's that great. I think the interior of the line's pretty damn good. Um, maybe even That's- an SEC level. But outside, I don't know. I'm okay and, with uh, I'm okay with the starters, but mm. uh, concerned about depth. As always, it's just, as yeah, always. exactly. So, like rinse and repeat. And you really, you really want that that blindside offensive tackle there to protect your quarterback who might be injury prone. Like it's just a big concern. There was a know? whole movie about it, The Blind Side. Never about heard of it. White, sa- <laughs> white saviors. I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> 
is my is my uh yeah, yeah, frozen, you're frozen, frozen, you're very I look very condescending you God, said man, like what a bunch punch the smirk right off your face Christ. i'm gonna screenshot this uh, i'm gonna put this as your profile picture somewhere anytime you call me this is gonna be the picture that shows yeah. up yeah oh lord oh i think my phone actually my phone that i use as a uh, webcam actually shut off, so that oh, would be why. That, that would explain it. Why. You know, I'm, I'm actually rewatching Severance right now, and there's a line, "You smug motherfucker," and that's all I can think of at this moment. And, yeah. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, that's just I, what it is for the rest of the show, probably. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's only Slat night. I get to see it. <laughs> uh, I am okay. tweeting, tweeting this out right as we speak. So, our O line depth issue uh we just hope and pray that the combination of brawn white uh the tor uh, torrance torrance is his name right the uh, osiris torrance he's gonna be awesome yeah, yeah. he's gonna be awesome I, I was worried that i got I got his last name confused with the other torrance we have on the on the roster yeah but uh yeah, yeah so we have some really good starters i think that I think Ethan White, uh, Igua- Kingsley Iguacun, mm-hmm. whatever, Torrance, and then uh, who am I missing? Braun. I think all four of them could be starters at multiple schools in the SEC. I do not necessarily feel the same about the tackles, especially the backup tackle. All right. So, yeah. If, so, if nothing else, that lets me get the hype train rolling because nothing says hype like everything but the most important. Uh, position on the field which is the line you you we have some flashy running backs we have some flashy wide receivers we have the flashiest of flashy quarterbacks let's not you know let's not eat our meat and potatoes let's not worry about that part i'm except i'm excited to see some skills talent this year i mean tell me tell me who a cam newton's left tackle was i bet you can't bet you can't tell me it was himself he damn did right it, it was yeah 11 11 spots on the field all on his own uh, how about uh defense uh, who the fuck knows? I guess we got to see. We got to see how Tony is compared to Grantham, right? There's a lot of potential talent on the defense. Grantham had that too, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, and I and and then I think I think we're worried about um, D line, right? D line, yes. yeah. Our recruiting yeah, for, for D line sure. has been pretty solid, though. Has it? Has it though? I think so. Uh, we I, so right now we have a uh, Dexter who can who can start. As a defensive tackle, what else we got? Baby. Yeah, that's all you need. All right, you just need. one D tackle plays every snap. It's good uh, stuff. We got a uh, big Des Watson. He, he, yeah, five snaps a game, fifteen snaps a game, maybe. That's yeah. all you need, baby. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I think it. Not to go, not to super pivot back to nil, but. To speak to the very minute point of, I think we have everything going that we need to, except for a insane level booster who's willing to throw down however much it takes just to stunt. We are consistently in the top two to three for everybody. I don't think it gets that way unless you are missing exclusively one key component, uh, the thing that matters the most, unfortunately. But <laughs> it tells me that everything else is going exactly as well as it needs to be going. Okay, so I, I would uh, I would push back on excitement about the receiver group as a whole. Yeah, um, shorter. I'm excited Henderson. about about Pearsall the uh, the transfer, but beyond that, Whitmore. These are all these are solid 
receivers? Well, maybe. Actually, I don't even. I don't even know if I would consider shorter to be solid. He's got high upside, but we've had questions about his ability to make catches consistently. Um, I don't know. It's just like there's not a whole lot that is really exciting there to me. Can they block? Can they bla- can they block a blazing fast Anthony Richardson? Hopefully. That's all I need, baby. <laughs> How many rushing yards are we going to have this year? 4,000? Yeah. Over, under, on 4,000. We're going we're gonna to just be like running the, you know, uh, uh, military academy, <laughs> triple option. Is it that bad of an idea? I mean, Short is a pretty big dude. He can go out and block. It really isn't. Well, I mean, it's a good idea as long as AR is healthy. Yeah, that's true. Like he goes down, then then our offense goes goes to real course, shit. Who's the next yeah, guy I mean, up? That's yeah, more. J- Jack Miller up there, the QB trying to run it. Uh, I mean, maybe the, maybe he can move. Trent Whittemore would like to have a word with his. I think exclusively, like I think he's one for one on touchdown passes. He has a QBR yeah. of a thousand. Yeah, I'm sure that's sustainable. Exactly. Just like Anthony Richardson. It was just, like Tony. Yeah. just like Kadarius Tony. Just like Kadarius Tony. Oh Jesus. What else? Okay. Um I don't know. Do we have anything else football related to talk about or should we do col- uh, uh culture corner? You wanna get political? No. I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um yeah, let's just do uh, culture corner. And we'll call it good on the football side. Hell yeah. I don't want to like prattle on here. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, Y'all boys watch anything good in the past half year? Dear God, that's all I've done. Uh, okay, so I've been to the movies twice. And uh, okay. I'm two for two on, on bangers. Uh, yes. What, are, what were they? Top Gun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck I really yeah. enjoyed. Um, and... Although it was disappointingly bereft of homoeroticism, Damn which is really the secret ingredient to the original, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they missed out on that for sure. I, and I think it probably was intentional too, which I don't understand that. Yeah. When I was 11, I invited all my friends over for a sleepover party and we watched <laughs> Top Gun. And I didn't know <laughs> that was going to be a part of it. And that was a weird, like... Like I didn't know how to transition out of that part of the birthday party. Hey guys, uh, you want to play out a scene? Like, <laughs> <laughs> volleyball, anyone? <laughs> um, my my big uh, the the one thing I really didn't like about the new Top Gun is that there is a scene where they are playing football on the beach that is A, stripped down from the homoeroticism, and B, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it just, it's so, like, clearly a person who has never watched any sport trying to write (laughs) a scene where people play sports. It was just really, really cringeworthy. That was kind of painful, I would say. It's hard to find many flaws in that movie, though. That was, like, the perfect movie to go watch in theaters, too. Great one. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, and then the other movie I've seen in the theater was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh my god, yes. It's so good, right? Oh my god, I watched it twice. 
I tried both times. Yeah, like there's so many scenes where it's like in the course of five minutes, you will go through like the entire spectrum of emotions. emotions. Absolutely. Like crying to laughing to crying again. It just Oh my god. Yeah. It was really I cannot good. I cannot overstate enough how great that movie is. I think it I think it easily became my number one favorite movie. I need to go see that then. Dude. Yeah, is it if, is it streaming yet? I don't know. If you have the chance to see it in theaters, I would highly recommend it. I'll catch it it's, somewhere. It's not quite as theater necessary as say a Top Gun is, but I still very much think it's worth it. There is one one part in particular that uh was very confusing for a lot of the people in the theater. Um, Without spoiling it for the listeners or for Zlat, can you cue me in on it? Here, I'll take my headphones out. Yeah, the uh, the fake ending, the fake the fake credit yes. roll. Yeah. yeah, and then like when you get to the actual when you get to the actual credit roll, it's like uh, you know everybody is like, do we is it, <laughs> is are we it done? do we go now? Are we done now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah, that's that touche. Good point. Um. I saw, yeah. uh, speaking of movies that made me cry, I think, I can't remember if I said this last time, I saw a Coda on one of my airline <gasps> flights. That it's one, been so long since we've talked to y'all. These, we're bringing up bangers that I forgot yeah. about. God, that one that one hit me hard. That was really good. That was uh, one of my favorite movies. I I watched it with a, with a good friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a little while, and it was a little weird. Once again, we're talking about uh, Zeus and his weird transition with movies and friends that he's watching it with. Um we were just trying to watch a light movie to catch up over and like it ended with both of us kind of crying on opposite ends of the couch. Not really sure how to transition <laughs> after that. Like, okay, I guess you go home now. Remind me not to watch a movie with you. Be I'll careful probably cry. Right yeah. That's okay. No matter what it is. We usually, usually cry them. after, after we finish up anyway. So it's not, <laughs> not abnormal. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, no, highly recommend Coda. You, you said you watched it on an airplane, or did I miss that? On an airplane, yeah. Uh, oh, so dude, I, I had no idea. That, like, I just saw it, and I was like, you know, I've heard enough people. I've, I've heard this won some awards or was up for them, so mm-hmm. just went ahead and watched it. Caught me completely off guard. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. It was a good shit. Let's see. Uh, shows that I have watched recently, the one that just comes to mind most pertinently, just because it's been I, – I finished it up yesterday, was uh, The Boys Season 3. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that, um, and I'm immediately blanking on what else I've seen recently. I've seen the first season of The Boys. Um, That's funny. I haven't I, seen it, season two or three, and then I saw like the ad for season three, which spoils a lot of what happens in season two. <laughs> like indirectly, I'm like, oh, oh I'm so okay, sorry. Well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, just we just gotta assume that you've already seen it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's it. That show strikes me as one that you, in particular, would like. Toaf. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, it seems like about once per episode, there's some sort of like truly horrendous or horrifying scene. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of like body horror. I guess you might say. Yeah. Like just sure. some some casually real sicko interjected. Shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's, it's good for psychopaths and normals alike, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I guess. Thanks, bud. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things, the new season. Oh, that's what it was. Thank you. That was the other one I just watched. Yeah. Absolutely. I probably like that more than maybe maybe any since season one. 
That was really good. Season, it, I would definitely put it season one, season four, season, and then I don't remember two or three very well, but somewhere kind of a little bit lower below that. Not that I disliked them, but season four is really good. Has anybody watched um, Only Murders in the Building? I watched most of season one and then did that thing that Zeus does like nobody else, which is I skipped it for two days and then forgot to get back to it. The uh, second season's in the process. It's coming out as we speak, basically. I think we're a couple episodes yeah. in. So it's good. Highly, I highly recommend it. It's uh, kind of one of those that caught me off guard too, though that I, I didn't expect much from. Came out of nowhere, and I watched it. And I'm like, "Whoa, this is a good show!" And really, really enjoyed good. It. I mean, you got uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. How how can you go wrong? And Selena Gomez. Don't forget the uh, the, the, the key star the key. of the show. Yeah, the glue that holds. I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short just wouldn't work together without her. Yeah, really carries them. Um, yeah, brilliant acting chops. <laughs> Uh, I don't know when the last time we recorded was because it's all a blur, but in case I haven't mentioned it on the pod yet, Elden Ring came out back in, I think, February. Um, and that is an incredible game. It's It's been a long time since I've been able to sink like tens and tens of hours into a game without thinking about it uh, the way that I have with that one. And I'm really feeling the, the, the strain of adulthood being like I get back home mm. at like mm-hmm. 5.36 which isn't bad whatsoever, but like I have two hours. If I start playing Elden Ring now, it's going to be 2 a.m. And it's, it's not going to be great for my mm-hmm. mental health. Since we recorded, I actually bought an Xbox and I've been avoiding buying that game oh. because I'm like, it's probably too good of a game. It's like, I'm, so good. I've bought some good nostalgic games and some games that I just enjoy that I know I can, you know, pick up for an hour, put down. I'm kind of scared to get something that's good and new that I might get drawn into. Yeah. Yep, that's why I keep holding off on even buying a current-gen game system, because I know uh-huh. that if I do, I'm going to like get pulled Go into broke. this time suck, and yeah. Yeah, it's scary, yeah. Man, it really has, it, it's been just a long time. There's um, there's a show that came out a while ago, it's got this this dude, he's, uh, it was Garrett McNamara, and he's trying to surf this monstrous oh wave. God. Damn it. Holy shit. <laughs> it's about to look it up. I recognize the name. I actually recognized it. That was wonderful. Ah, son of a bitch. That was so good, dude. We do it yeah, literally else, every episode. How did I not expect it? <laughs> um, we, we have potentially college football coming up in like the next calendar year. Potentially a... Uh, a new college football video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do we, do we think that's going to happen? I thought they had to like sign off on NIL shit for all that. Like, oh, I thought the go on. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's just going to be like a shitty rebadged version of Madden though. Is yeah. That basically I was worried that they weren't going to take the old system from the NCAA. Like I would like them to do that, take the NCAA game and kind of move that forward and not just take Madden and turn it into, Hey, here's some college teams for Madden. Yeah. All right, so I can rest assured that it'll suck. Then is that probably maybe. in my opinion? But you know, I'm a pessimist. That's true. Can can we bag drop in the game? That's important. God, if they if they had the cojones to do that, it would immediately jump NCAA 14 for me. So one of the games I got was uh, the new FIFA uh, on Xbox, and you can in career mode, which is basically all I'm interested in playing. You can start off as a new manager, and you can do a nice 500 million dollar cash injection into the team to buy whatever players you want to. <laughs> so like if you can do that for NCAA, I'd be all for it. 
they call that you Miami. asked if we can bag drop in the game and in my mind uh i'm like bag drop in a video game yeah i've been doing that since oh one and then it cuts to me to bag <laughs> the dead body in halo yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a warthog in the background just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh lord okay all right. yeah all right is that it's it? good catching up yeah we got any yeah. more I'm sure there's a lot of other off-season stories we've missed on, but it's the off-season. So I imagine the next time we record, uh, now that Toast brought it up, we'll probably have some uh, horrific team yeah. thing that is just that. you can't even that you can't even write, like that you Whatever. cannot come up with. Um, so whenever that inevitably happens, we'll be back to talk about that. I'm sure. I you know what I did the salt over the shoulder, you know, knock on wood, all of the all the stuff that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not on you. Guys. You can't blame yourself. This is inevitable. It, it is like Thanos. It's just coming. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Say mm-hmm. being um, part two electric boogaloo. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be back at some point before the season begins. I'm not entirely sure when. Yeah. We'll see when, uh, when I release you guys out of the crates again and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Sunlight. Um, sunlight still hurts. It's been too long. Some sort of a season preview, perhaps uh, predictions for the season in general. Yeah, I think we could do another draft too. I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll we'll all be wrong again, and uh, except on AR, we'll finally be right on that one. I pick Jack Miller. I, I swear to God, if you take someone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All, all right, right, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Wrap it up. Go Let's do this. Go Gators. Go Gators. Review it. Cease from quarreling and fighting, evil speaking and backbiting. All these things take no delight in when we're met together. Let a union be in all our hearts. Let all our hearts be joined as one. We'll end the day as we've been gone. We'll end it all in pleasure. Whack for all of all to rely on.